Welcome to Auto Success, the podcast, where each week we present ideas, tips, and strategies from automotive industry leaders that you can put to use today for your sales success. Now here's your host, Thomas Williams. Welcome to the podcast, listeners. We're speaking with Aaron Howerton, Director of Client Services for Interactive 360. Today, we'll be talking about ways to smooth the transition to a new CRM at your dealership. Welcome to the podcast, Aaron. We appreciate your time today. Thank you. Glad to be here. We always like to start our podcast, Aaron, by getting to know you, the interviewee, a little bit. We call it the auto success under the hood question. So let's start off today by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in this industry. Sure. Uh, well, my name's Aaron Howerton. I live in Amarillo, Texas, and uh, I've been working in the automotive industry for about nine months now. Not a whole long time, but I've been working in CRM specifically for about three years. Um, I got started working in the Salesforce platform at a large company here in Amarillo and did some consulting and then had an opportunity to join Interactive 360 as a coach and now I'm Director of Client Services. And um, one of the the most fun parts of my job really is that I get to directly impact what happens in our tool and and make those improvements to really help things sing for our clients. And as I'm learning about the auto industry, it's just such a unique industry when it comes to CRM and technical needs because of the diversity of users and populations and actual needs in the facility. So it's, it's really been an interesting and exciting ride so far. So new to the industry, a, a different perspective, I'm, I'm sure, than, than some of the other people we've talked to. Uh, appreciate your answer there. And so now on to uh, transitioning to a new CRM at your dealership. Uh, in general, when adapting a new CRM system, Aaron, uh, what are some of the first steps a management team should take to ensure that smooth transition? You know, the, the first crucial steps really are really, really important. Um, one thing that they really need to take into consideration is early notification. Um, you know, I've seen dealerships that wait until the last minute or the day of to let people know, hey, we're getting a new CRM or I've shown up for training and that's the first anybody's heard of the new tool and uh, I'm supposed to engage in training and get people on board and they've not done any buy-in. So early notification, hey, we're going to change the system. We're thinking about improving the tools you have and then really controlling that message toward one that's excited uh, and very positive toward the attitude. You know, we want to make your job easier. We want to help you be more successful to make sure they understand this is really about the sales team because a lot of sales teams feel like CRM is really just about tracking and babysitting. And so you've got to help them overcome that attitude and they need to understand it really is for their benefit. Um, along with that is making sure there's some accountability. Make sure your team knows exactly what's going to be expected of them and set those expectations clearly. As we go through, there's going to be training you have to participate in and you're going to have to manually move your leads over or whatever it is that you feel like they need to be involved in, make sure they know and get them in early, early, early and then keep them informed as you go through the process. Most of these launch processes take anywhere from 30 to 90 days depending on the company and the dealership. So you might have a lot of back and forth that you need to do to keep your team engaged. Now, you've said, Aaron, that management should gauge the staff's feelings about the system that's currently being used in a dealership. Uh, How much weight should management put on those feelings and what can wise management learn from uh, such feedback from their team? You know, that's a good question because it really depends on your team. Um, management knows their team. They always know who the high performers are and who the ones that are just kind of getting by are. And so when you're going out there to gauge their feelings, the weight really depends on how engaged your team is. Um, if you've got a low engaged team, they're not really tracking that well with you. You need to know why they're not engaged. Is it because of the technology is difficult? And so that's where their engagement is lacking. Or is it really because the people are just not engaged um, and they're not trying hard enough? 
when you have a high engaged team that's really on top of things, they need to have more weight given to their opinion because they're using the platform. Typically, you can gauge that if you don't know your team well or your new manager, go into the tool and just look at the reporting that you have. Who's using the system? Who's getting their tasks done? Who's closing deals? Where are the gaps at? And then kind of go from there. Like I said, you, you really got to know your people and give that weight based on how well they're using the system. So. Can you describe what type of training or, or how much training should be used when, when teaching a new CRM system to a staff? What should management look for in that transition period as, aside from that notification you mentioned earlier? Yeah, well, there's really there's three types of training. When you're getting into technology of any kind, um, specifically in the CRM world, what we offer is uh, a lot of times you'll see um, online, so self-directed, where you get like a checklist, go watch these videos in this order to get familiar with the system. You have what's called hosted web training. So, uh, you know, a trainer sitting on one end and they're showing a screen and you've got your guys sitting in a group of people, or, or I'm sorry, you've got your guys sitting in a room together, or maybe it's one-on-one depending on who you need to train. It could be targeted training. You know, I want to train this manager, that manager, they'll train my staff. Um, by far and away, the most effective training is on-site training that comes with the launch. So the first day you're using the CRM, you've got someone from the company present able to answer questions and walk you through the system um, that have already, and everybody's already done some sort of online exposure where they've seen the platform or been through a video so that everyone's familiar with what's going on, you're gauged. Uh, in terms of making a smooth transition, that's again coming back to setting expectations. You've typically got a launch period that you're working on getting details together. You have a few key staff involved in that, so make sure everybody knows what's happening there. Um, as you move toward launch, make sure you kind of make a big deal out of that. Let people know, hey, we're going to have the company out here. New vendor is going to be here for CRM. If you guys have questions, these are the days to be present and to ask questions. I know that in the auto industry, we've got this um, discrepancy between scheduling. Everybody's on or off at a different time, and they really need their off time. That is completely valid. But at the same time, when you're bringing in new tools, you got to make it clear they need to be there, be present um, to be accounted for. And then watch that 30-day period. It takes about 30 to 60 days for a new dealership with new technology to get comfortable in that technology. So watch that period and make sure during that period that all of your staff know how to get help, access training, and that they're asking questions. If they're not asking questions after the first couple of days, you've either found the perfect system or you've got problems. And we all deal with change in different ways, right, Aaron? Uh, What are some of the ways management can get buy-in in that new system from their staff? Well, one of the things that I advocate, and I know it's really hard to do, uh, mainly because this decision usually comes down from the owner or the, the GM, but if you can get your sales staff in on a demo of some kind early, show them the platforms that you're considering, whether it's one or several, give them some kind of access. You can do that by setting up a demo with the company. They're probably happy to do that for you. Or if you can get trial access and learn the platform a little bit, kind of do it yourself and have an honest feedback session where they're asking you questions. Really give them a chance to to grill it and ask questions and, and figure out what they need there. Um, also, you might, the way you sell it to them makes a big deal. Um, you know, one of the ways I've heard it sold is when I'm going to buy you guys a personal assistant. Everybody here gets one and uh, it's 150 bucks a month and I'm going to foot the bill. And they get excited about the idea and then you introduce it as a CRM. And sometimes they're confused, but at the same time, it's really what it is. It's that help that they're getting that they need directly for them. Um, you know, as far as buying, you could also ask them to pay for it. That's a little bit more radical, um, but it puts the burden on them and it tells them this is a part of your job. We expect you to use it. Again, that'll be with a certain staff. You know your staff and what they'll respond to. Um, but one of the better ways also is just training rewards. 
When it comes to buy-in, make sure they know, hey, here's a training just for you. And when you get through all the training, there's a pay bonus, right? We know the sales teams and the sales teams are often really responsive to pay bonuses and incentives. So use the tools that already work in your dealership to get them excited about what's happening and keep them engaged. And let's continue down that path. What are some of the ways management can set realistic goals on adaptation for their new staff or the staff for their new CRM? Uh, What are some of the signs that they might uh, be expecting too much or too little from their team? You know, that's really tough. Um, What I've come across is sometimes, you know, I've been on sites where the dealership and management, they're not even certain what their CRM vendor uh, lead sources look like. So they don't, they don't even know where all their leads are coming from or who's managing them. So one of the ways you set realistic goals is by knowing where you are right now. If you haven't taken a good stock of your current performance, you don't know where you're going to go. And then all of your goals from that point would be basically made up fictional things and no one knows how to get there. So you've really got to know your numbers up front. Know what all your sales staff are doing. What do their numbers look like? What does your organization look like? Where are your leads coming from? How many leads are you missing? If you can't find those things, you're your vendor currently or the new vendor you're looking at might be able to give you some benchmarks and helping you find that information or set that information out there. Um, But set those benchmarks as your baseline. So for your first 30 days, guys, here's what you've been doing. This is what we really want to see in the platform. And then start to set rewards out from there and say within 60 days, we need to see a 10% increase and push the people. Um, You know, to that same thing, you've got team goals, which are really dominant and really great to force them to work together so that everybody's training and everybody's pushing everyone. But you also want to make sure you've got individual goals. You may have some older staff uh, that are not as up to date on the technology. Maybe they don't even have the smartphone model yet, so they can't even use the mobile side of your CRM because they're still using a flip phone. That's something that's really fascinating about the auto industry, probably more so than any industry I've worked with, is we have three different generations working on the same sales floor, and the management has a huge task to keep all of these people happy in everything that we're doing. Um, So if you're not balancing those things, and if you're not keeping up with what an individual needs to do, you know, don't expect too much from your 75-year-old sales guy in terms of technology adoption. Maybe that's not going to work for him as well. So try to work with that and be flexible. At the same time, don't be surprised when your 22-year-old guy comes in, picks it up quick, and is killing it. Um, Don't ignore those things. And then finally, you want to work with your vendor. Um, They'll sit and tell you the expectations. They know. It's their platform. They know what you can expect. Uh, They should be able to give you benchmarks for performance in terms of, hey, we start with you know, we'll start with lead management and then we'll move on to inventory and then appraisals. Every tool works a little bit differently. So it may or may not be as comfortable. And just give yourself time and ask them, what is their timeline for adoption? What do they expect? Uh, you know, in terms of too much or too little, I find that if you, if you put too much on them up front in terms of, hey, we want the whole system to be functional in 30 days, a lot of times your team just can't handle that because you're making a complete shift and maybe it's all new tools for desking, inventory, appraisals, lead management, emailing, texting, the whole nine yards. So figure out what it is you need to do in the first 30 days and then 60 days and then 90 days and bring your team in slowly. Recognize that not everyone needs to know everything in the platform. That's a huge one. Make sure your sales guys, man, they really need to know how to use the lead manager. Um, but they probably don't need a whole lot of training on appraisals up front. So make sure you're training people toward their industry and then look for certain indicators. So if you've got a lack of use after 30, 60 days, um, maybe there's a problem. You're either expecting too much, the platform's too hard, they need more training. Look at your numbers. Also, if you're asking for feedback and you don't get a lot of feedback, that can be good, but that can also be bad. That means maybe there's something they're not telling you 
or if you're consistently getting negative feedback, track those issues, but make sure you tell your vendor what's happening. Because if you don't tell them what's happening, you know, any, tech, any, any software company wants to fix problems, but if you don't tell them they're happening, then there's no way they can address them. And speaking of those problems, Aaron, uh, when problems do arise when using a CRM or any software solution for that matter, uh, can you give us the tips on how to get the most out of the technical support by that vendor? Sure. I think, you know, and when it comes to support, we've all had bad experiences, whether it be at a restaurant, uh, a retail establishment, or technology. In the technology industry, it's really difficult because you're dealing a lot of times with non-technical users who are having technical problems and talking to technical support help. Um, so one, talk to your vendor. This is the very first thing you need to do is talk to your vendor and find out what does their support process look like? What do you need to provide to make sure that their support calls go well? Typically in a technical environment, what they need are details. The more details you can provide, the better. So if you're in the platform and you get some red text errors, write down that error. Make sure you provide them with the text of that. If you can get a screenshot and send that to them, do that. Those are the things that help them get to the meat of what the problem is. One key thing to remember in technical support is if they can't replicate the problem and they don't have a log on it, they can't figure out what's going on. They can't do anything. And that frustrates people. And I fully understand that. But we also know that in technology, there's all glitches. Even Facebook has glitches in the platform. It'll crash sometimes or this doesn't work or that doesn't work. And we typically just move on and get over it and keep going. So don't give up when you hit a problem either. Contact support. Ask them what a what the resolution time frame is. Ask them what they need. Give them all the details that you can think of. And just remember to be patient. These are real people on the other end of the phone, just like anywhere else. A lot of times they may have already dealt with some difficult people. I really try to be aware of the fact that I don't know what's happening in the life of other people. So if I can be nice to that person, I'm going to get more out of it. I used to work in the insurance industry. I was a licensed adjuster for two and a half years. And uh, what I tell all my friends, same thing applies here. When, when that person calls you, you treat that person like you're their very best friend. They'll go above and out of the way to get things done for you, uh, even though they're the front line. They have a lot of control over what happens and how quick stuff gets done. So remember, those are people on the other side of the phone, and they want to be treated with respect just like anybody else. And finally, Aaron, what one idea would you like to leave our listeners with today? One idea. In the technology world, we have a rule about development in our products is that 80% of our users use 20% of our features. The reason that's important is because you need to know that the CRM is a tool, nothing more. You're only going to use about 20% of it. So the bells and the whistles that you see sometimes in the demos and the extra things that really seem like they're really going to stand out for you, probably not even going to get used that much. So what's your 20%? What's that core need that you've got when it comes to CRM? Uh, really, when it comes to any technical solution you've got to have. Know what those situations are. Know what those pieces are. And make sure you focus on those. Don't get too distracted by the bells and the whistles because at the end of the day, 80% of the people in your store are only going to touch 20% of that platform. Some great steps on transitioning to a new CRM and using it uh, effectively. We appreciate your time, Aaron. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm glad you guys had me. Thanks for listening to Auto Success, the podcast. For information about Auto Success, look us up at autosuccessonline.com where you'll find previous episodes, our blog, online versions of our past issues, and many more success-driven solutions available for free. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about this show or future shows, email us at podcast at autosuccessonline.com. Now make it a successful day.